All right, let's get this underway. What, what am I talking about? If I can just trust one more person, Empty Stats Podcast. He's top five all time, Walt. If you're looking for a review of the game, you're not going to get it here. Right, I'll just go fuck myself then. That tampers his legacy. He carried an absolute bunch of scrubs. Oh, he's tall. Let's draft him. Just an uh, absolutely horrible first take. The emptiest of stats possible. The Empty Stats boys are back for season two. We've come off our break. We've had the Christmas. We've had the New Year's. We've had a COVID scare or maybe just a genuine COVID case in amongst the group (laughs) where some of us are locked down again. Some of us are out frolicking still. And we are back better than ever to come give you season two of the pod. Gentlemen, it's uh, it's good to see your faces again. It's it's been a long long couple of weeks without you. Probably probably longer longer week or so for for some. But uh, how how are we feeling? How's everyone's health? And do do we have a good New Year's? So you want to have fucking four jabs at me during that intro just to just to rub <laughs> in that I've got COVID, do you? <laughs> oh, the, the the issue was that you should have got the jab, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> no misinformation being spouted here. I am double vaxxed. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I've had the I've had COVID. I've been in lockdown for a week. Oh, fuck, I don't even know when I'm allowed out these days with all these fucking rule changes. But <laughs> it's gone pretty fast. Um, to be fair, I haven't really done much. This is the first time I sat on my computer since friggin' pre-Christmas. So, other than that, I've been watching TV and playing PlayStation for fucking seven days. So yeah, not much going on here. Are you uh are you actually able to step a little bit back from your microphone? I know we're doing this over Zoom, but I don't know how this thing's transmitted. So if you could just just step back a little bit. I always my microphone too close. No, I just don't know. I don't know how the COVID is transferred. Well, I'm of uh, full health, Walt, and feeling good and uh, enjoying my freedoms at the moment. So. I'm in uh, good spirits and looking forward to seeing how much uh, free time uh, Kitty has put into preparing his list. (laughs) (laughs) He somehow still manages to be the busiest man out of us three. Uh, But (laughs) as as you mentioned, we are doing another list. We're starting, starting 2022 with a list and it's a bit of a recap, I guess. Best sporting moments of 2021. We're uh, back with the list. Five five down to one. The boys have compiled. Kitty's uh, just logged on to ESPN and we are ready to go. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a big year in the sporting landscape, I would say. You know, currently going through the ashes. It was an Olympics year. A lot happening in the NBA. A long drought in the AFL uh, done and... Uh, yeah, the V8s, the Bathurst was a huge race as well. <laughs> so uh, a, lot, a lot to talk about. I'm sure you've been uh, been pondering. So uh, let's uh, let's just get right into it. 2022, the Empty Stats boys are not here to fuck around. Uh, Vinny, can you uh, can you hit me with your number five? All right. Well, uh, the way I've approached this is the best sporting moments in my eyes. Uh, I've probably looked at it a bit more domestically than some. I'm sure there's people out there going, oh, you know, oh, Stanley Cup winner was fucking... <laughs> oh, fuck you. At least it's better than the fucking uh, Brisbane Social League fucking um, game-winning <laughs> shot someone here the other day. So some crap like that. <laughs> Vinny goes I, I, his own local Social League. Yeah. Right. Be huge. So that's that's not a, that's not allowed? All right, I'm going to have to... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, to kick it off, like Walt said in the intro, uh, AFL Grand Final was my number five. Um, ended the big 
57-year drought for the Demons. It wasn't a ultra-close game, uh, when I say that, 76 points. But it was still a pretty good game. I had plenty of fun. I was watching it with heaps of Melbourne boys, and atmosphere was going crazy. And I also don't mind like a bit of party time in uh, last quarter of a grand final. So that's, um, you know, and also it was just a bit of a change in the guard, I think, this year with the grand final and Petrarca versus Bontempelli, I think in years to come, will really only get better with time, that matchup. So, yeah, number five for me, kick it off, AFL grand final. I mean, I could probably put a grand final every year because I fucking love grand final day. But, um, yep. Number five, not too high, but definitely a notable sporting moment in 2021 for Vincent. And you said you had a bit of fun. What was the uh, what was the day like for you there? L- looking forward to hearing how, how many beers you consumed. Uh, over over under six, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone knows I drink pints where you guys are drinking, uh, you know, ponies. So, uh, so a, notable, a notable long neck man. Yeah, no, it, sure. it was probably I, I put up fifty-seven beers for the fifty-seven year drought for for the demons, so <laughs> I was pretty well wasted. I don't know. I thought the the demons winning was quite underwhelming. I know all of the drought breaking and stuff, but I guess the thing is, you like to watch it for the banter with your mates and all that. And I'm just not mates with that many eighty-five-year-olds, so I just couldn't really, <laughs> I just couldn't really give a fuck. And plus, yeah, and as you said, 76 points. It got blown out in the third quarter there. It was it was pretty decent footy by the Ds, if I do say so myself, though. Um, that really blew that open. But, yeah, no, probably a good pick. AFL probably deserves to be somewhere in, in amongst three Aussie white blokes uh, list in top five. Yeah, I also didn't include it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> AFL, AFL these days is just not tickling my fancy. Um Maybe just because the decades are winning or, or you know, the, the success is just, it's got boring, uh, uh, maybe. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's long fence. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, and, it's, and all the rigmarole, all the fucking shit that goes on. I know what happens in other sports, but it just seems like there's a lot of fucking overanalyzing. There's a lot of fucking boys, boys, boys culture around it all. All this bullshit. I, I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of fucking Fox footy. I'm sick of fucking SEN. I'm sick of I'm sick of all the fucking advertising. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of sports bet. Fuck, I'm, I'm going on a rant now, but yeah, I'm over AFL. What, what is this podcast you're involved in? Is this not boys, boys, boys? <laughs> oh, it's a bit boys, 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 but we're a little bit more, we're a little bit more unfiltered than like your fucking Jared, Jared Healy who only speaks in fucking analogies, basically. I love the advertising of the games. I've always got Welcome to Mildura on the side. I don't know, I don't know what they're <laughs> yeah, getting at. Don't know where the cash shot. is coming from for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair, fair point. But uh, if you're not going AFL, then where, where are you at with it, Cat? Well, I'm going the most recent, um, well, one of the most recent ones, and it is the Scott Boland um, in particular little session there uh, where he just dominated um, mm-hmm. to kind of seal the ashes. Obviously, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to go um, due to receiving the bad news the night before I was supposed to go. But, I mean... STI. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's going to rear for sure. <laughs> Highly contagious. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, what was it, six for seven or something like that? I mean, I'm looking at the screen right now. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, we haven't really seen anything like that for a long time. And for someone to kind of come in new to the team, um, really kind of... I mean, I don't know. We said it again at the, the, the review that fucking England are just... Do they even want to be here? Do they even want to be? I, I, actually, I saw Jimmy Anderson name dropping uh, down out for dinner the night before. No, Christmas Eve, I think it was. So there you go. He looked weird up close, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a little side side note there. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, good to win the. And what I liked about the Ashes too was the crowds are back. There's plenty of banter going on, plenty of um, you know, that 28 year old male crap um, with the the boys drinking beers in the crowds, and it was just good to see. Probably there was probably thousands and thousands of COVID cases as a result of it, but you know, the boys had a good time. Fuck, six for seven. It was absolutely clinical, and it was it was exciting. I think all, all the talk about it was that oh, England are actually starting to put up a fight here. You know, their second day, they got back into the game, and then we roll them for eighty and beat them by innings. And it's like fucking hell, boys. Just just go back. Just go back. Mm. When is the mm. next test? Is it start starting soon? At time of record, it starts tomorrow. tomorrow. But yeah, but at time of release, it should be over. <laughs> they'd only go for three days <laughs> it, it was freaking good like it's 100% why test cricket is great it can be slow and boring but when someone just steamrolls through it is just the best thing to watch and that end of day two just Stark and Cummins were just putting on a clinic as it was already and then they just throw the ball to Boland and he pretty much takes over the rest of the test he looks a lot like Ethan Hawke no one else seems to uh, believe me on that but ironically, it was an absolute training day for uh, for <laughs> and he was playing against witches' hats, and just oh my god, it was just an absolute whitewash. I loved it. He doesn't yeah. look like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> he does. Anyway, I'll provide some pics. He looks a lot like. <laughs> I don't run the double screen like Kitty does, but I'm just. Picturing it right now, and I, I cannot see that uh, that Ethan Hawke comparison. But I'll back you, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll check it after. Uh, well, I guess that means I'll dive into my number five. And as much as I would like to talk about the uh, capitulation of the Geelong Footy Club and how it is, <laughs> it is good to watch them lose another prelim. That's always a good sporting moment for me. I'm actually going to go with the 2020 World Cup. The Aussies got up. Uh, over over in the Middle East, there it's probably given the time difference, probably an event that not many people watched. I would say, but I was just about uh, to say, I think it also made history for the least watched sporting event of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when the Aussies are dominating and it's on at you know one a.m. in the morning, I was uh, I guess blessed. I guess blessed is the right word. It's it uh, since this is going out to public audio, I'm going to say blessed to have a child that kept me up at one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> most most nights. So I was actually very much tuned into this, and in particular the the semi final for me against Pakistan. Matthew Wade and uh, the big boy Stoin come in, and it, the game just looks look absolutely dead in the water. And a few ramp shots, lots, lots, a few ramp shots later, uh, Matty Wade just got us over the line. And as a bit of a cricket nuffy myself, I absolutely loved it. So I know. Yeah, probably not an event that people really give a shit about, and I'm more of a, a test purist as well. But anytime we uh, we get up and beat beat the Kiwis and and the Poms don't win it, uh, is a great great time for me. Well, I think um, my uh, Brisbane D League social uh, comp has more cultural significance <laughs> than T Twenty World Cup. But I'll, I'll let you have that. I, I was going to note it, but only the fact that I didn't give a shit about it. So no comments <laughs> for me. It was the only ICC trophy we didn't have in the cabinet. So now we have them all, um, even though I think there's only really like two trophies, that and the one-day World Cup, but is what it is. Um, so, yeah, all right. Not too much to talk about. That one, boys aren't giving much. We'll go to. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch a second of it. I didn't, I, I didn't even know it was on. 
That's all it deserved, Walt. That's yeah, it's probably all it deserved. But I, I understand it, but you know, now it's mentioned. So number number four, <laughs> Vinny, where are we at? Uh, so number four for me, I'm going to go with the NBA Finals. It wasn't an overly entertaining finals in general, but um, game six was elite. Giannis had his 50-piece. Um, I mean, the lob at the end of the game. I mean, the just, Andre. Yeah, the block as well. It just cemented his legend status, really, for Giannis. And, um, you know, carried the Bucks to a W as like he carried my snake draft team to to the W against you plebs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, always going to enjoy the NBA finals. So four for me. Yeah, no, it's um, in mine. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save the reveal to what number it is. But I disagree in saying I think the whole series was pretty entertaining. Booker was dropping numbers in, in a lot of games. Um, there was a there was a couple of other guys from Phoenix. Um, Chris Paul was obviously – I really wanted Chris Paul to win for some reason. Um I think just because he's never won one and, you know, he's getting old and, you know, he'd really kind of lifted that, um, well, along with Booker and Aiton, kind of lifted that Phoenix team. But it was good to see Giannis get it because he's, he's, he's faced a bit of criticism or a bit of, you know, speculation whether he can really carry a team. And I think he hit 17 and 19 or 17 and 20 or something from the free throw line that game and, you know, just did a reverse Ben Simmons and put the team on his back and actually um, actually got the job done. Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's on my list as well. Obviously, uh, big NBA fans. The fifty piece to uh, to seal it is absolutely massive. The whole the whole playoffs is actually quite quite entertaining. Last mm. year, as a whole, the uh, the series against the Nets was probably you know one of the more entertaining seven game series I've seen in a while. Um, Durant hitting the uh, fadeaway shot with the toe just on the line that would have would have ended the Bucks, and it just shows how much of a uh, an inches game it can be sometimes, but yeah, the Drew Holiday steal on Booker to then yeah. go to the <clears throat> to the lob, the block on eight, and it was some really good really moments. big big energy from Giannis all over the place. So no, nah, it's a that's a good pick, and yeah, absolutely huge moment. And uh, I doubt they're gonna um, go back to back, but they they are looking menacing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I was just about to say NBA is heating up, and it's anyone's game, or I reckon in the heating, moment heating up. It's cool. definitely wow. not heating, guys. The worst thing I've ever watched. Well, the last week's been pretty entertaining. DeRozan's hit two back-to-back game winners. LeBron's averaging fucking 40 points a game. There's still a fair bit going on despite all the COVID um, going through the league. But, you know, it, who is it? Phoenix, Utah, Lakers are still Lakers are still there as long as LeBron's doing what he's doing. And then, obviously, Chicago's going pretty well, too, as, as well as Phoenix. So, And even Milwaukee, there's teams everywhere that could, that could um, kind of show out, I reckon. Yeah, but I think the issue is, is at the moment, it looks like whoever's going to have the most players available that aren't in COVID protocol is going to win. That's that's the issue I have yeah, with it. But there's still, what, finals not not normally till June. There's still five months. So uh, hopefully by then, I mean, we said this last year. <laughs> but hopefully yeah. by then. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yeah. there's, hopefully there's not fucking um, zebra fucking variant or some bullshit in the alphabet. <laughs> we go all the, way, all the way back to Z. And, but uh, I mean... Hopefully, uh, COVID's all gone by then. Good to know your go-to Z word is zebra. I don't know. I, I didn't know what, <laughs> what. What is the army alphabet for that, or whatever they call it? I don't know. I it's probably Zulu? Zulu? Yeah. Zulu, it, yeah. it is Zulu, actually. Now that you say it, I definitely should have known that. Hopefully, no one from work is listening. <laughs> um, all right, Kitty, you're uh, you're up. All right, number four. I've gone with my boy Tom Brady again. Now, I copped a bit of heat, didn't I, last time for including him in the go-to-goats, or was that Wayne Gretzky or one of my, one of my other Americanized um, guys? But 
I'm sure. Brady. I'm sure. I'm sure you're about to give us a comprehensive breakdown of the NFL. Oh, it's season. not going to be comprehensive at all. <laughs> <laughs> it mainly just comes down to Brady leaving New New England or whatever it was, New England Patriots, going to a team who was relatively just you know pretty shit. I can't. I don't. Know, I don't have it in front of me, but they hadn't won for a long time. They hadn't really had any success. He basically lifted them out of the fucking dumps, carried them through. I think it was. Aaron Rodgers and some other bloke who's a, who's a good um, quarterback in the playoffs to then p- play against the reigning champions, um, Kansas City, and to get the W, you know, he's definitely not a system guy, really. Like, all the doubters that w- would said, oh, it was just all Bill Belichick and, you know, the, the New England system. He's proved everyone wrong, and he's proved his ghost status with that performance, in my opinion. Yeah, we'd have to agree. It's absolutely amazing for a bloke at that age to have done uh, done that. But, like, did, did you watch any of the game? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, watch- one of your, so, so, in terms of your 2021 sporting moments, you, you enjoyed that? Mate, I didn't watch any of the Ashes either. So. <laughs> 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 I haven't really watched that much sport recently. I'll give you that much. You but I've watched the top three. I've watched the top three. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I've only followed two sports right now. And we, and we only cover one of them on the um, mm. podcast. So... <laughs> I actually did have a sick day that day, so I watched the the Super Bowl, and yes, that was fucking goat status. And Brady's still—I was reading something today—he's still in MVP consideration for this season. So my lord, he oh, is a fucking be. beast. He, he carried—he just carried the team into bloody. Yeah, I'm sure it's, for people that follow the sport. I'm sure it is obvious, but I don't. So that's why I didn't have him in my top five. Um, but. Definitely a huge, notable moment from world sport last year. But like I said at the start, I was going a bit more domestic. Yeah. Yeah. No, good on you, Tom. Well done, mate. Uh, you got Kitty's approval again. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get a, get a shout out eventually. With with me, I've gone, gone a bit more homegrown again. Wimbledon Championship, hometown hero, number one player in the world, Ash Barty. Got it done last year. I was uh, at a pub in Melbourne. Just went to Chin Chin, actually. Bit of a, you know, treat yourself not. And then oh, over flex. To, over, yeah. Six figures flex. <laughs> over. <laughs> over <laughs> and, uh, and got to watch watch the game uh, with a heavy, heavily pregnant fiance. So it was a, uh, a cracking match. Got it done over Pliskova. And just the second Grand Slam that she'd won. But yeah, thought definitely had to be be mentioned. I'm a bit of a, you know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a bit of a tennis stand, so uh, I was always going to find a way to put to put, you know, one of the uh, one of the tennis moments of the year. Uh, Djokovic did go for the the big four, but he didn't get it. So uh, it goes to uh, goes to Ash Barty. I reckon that that's a fair pick. I had it on my short list as well. Not just Barty, but also um, Dylan Olcott got the the Golden Slam, which uh, basically doesn't ever happen. I'm not even sure if it's happened at all. Um, so, and, and he retired too. So I thought it was actually a huge year for Australian tennis. It's, it's going under the radar how, how well Australian tennis is going at the moment. Uh, we shouldn't really take for granted for that, but, um, yep. Barty legend. Um, Mm. yep. I'll, I'll pay my respects to that pick. (laughs) Not not to mention. <laughs> Don't, oh, I didn't think you'd be staying up late, uh, UK time, to be watching the the women's you get tennis. Knocked line? out in the fucking first round against the wild card, the fucking previous tournament. Like, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit up and down the women's game, but uh, I, I won't lie. But Barty's probably one of the more consistent 
performers. Um, nothing against her. Oh, she's a quality Aussie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Been big year, big year for tennis. Uh, Bernard Tomic's uh, OnlyFans account has gone up in wonders too. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's, that's definitely something to be, you know, to be talked about. Nick Kyrgios is onto at least his sixth girlfriend uh, in the last twelve months as well. So the boys are doing a lot. Power, power to him. Power if the men could just figure it out, then we'd be a superpower in tennis. Bring back Leighton. Um, all right, that's me. Number number three. Chance we'll just keep this thing rolling in, in unison. Well, uh, number three for me was the the Boland crushing in uh, Boxing Day test as well, which we've we've covered. So yeah, Jeez. that was just amazing. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I fucking really enjoyed it. Especially that day two last session was just what dreams are made of. And like I think I said in the Ashes preview, like I enjoy just completely dominating England. I don't I don't find it boring at all. I find it way more exciting. Just destroying, crushing their soul. Yeah, not fair yeah. enough. Fair point. Yeah, you're right about the end of day two because that was the day where they sort of showed a bit and then you just get two late wickets, their soul's gone. They bring out Leach at the end as a night watchman. He's gone in like four balls, catch him, mate. Now you've got Stokes out four for like 20. Yeah, that was that was exciting. Joe Root's probably been hitting the nuts again, which was on my <laughs> short list, um, but, <laughs> but, but he didn't. it didn't make it. Um, oh, yeah, I guess um, on to me there, my number three. I've actually gone with your boy's favourite, the, just a Formula One season in general. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, it was an absolutely amazing season. I, I don't even want to – I can't go into it. We need the entire to dedicate, season. You go on the entire well, season. I've, your, I've highlighted a couple of moments, but I just wanted to mention that it was a fucking good season. Mm. Um, so the obviously the standout moments was the, the – um, ultimate race or the, the the last race coming down to the last race and you know we've spoke about it a couple of times but just the you know the controversy and the excitement and everything that happened there and Verstappen getting out because of like Verstappen as well as um, the Italian Grand Prix where um, old Ricardo got up and he, he got a win and he, his first win for uh, three seasons or so I think um, so that was good huh? yeah yeah he does, he does a shoey based pretty much every podium he gets um, right that yeah, no, it's like he's it's like a full-on culture now um, to do the shoey, and I think he pretty much started that. I'm not sure I've known of anyone else that kind of did that celebration. So I think that's a Daniel Ricciardo thing. But yeah, I've enjoyed the Formula One season. Looking forward to next year. New cars completely next year. Completely new setup. So it should be exciting. But um, yeah, don't expect you boys to uh, be that be tuning in. So. <laughs> New cars, are they going like uh, Toyota Supra, uh, Mitsubishi Lancer? <laughs> it's Tokyo, Tokyo Drift style. They've got, they got the drift tyres on as well. They're, they're drifting around the course. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, t- turn them into fucking monster trucks and then we'll get talking, <laughs> I reckon. <Yeah. laughs> no, I actually do follow it. So as much shit as I give you, I, I do enjoy it. And that, that last race, Jesus, like how it could be scripted anymore like it came down to the last lap of the season for fuck like it is actually pretty crazy that it got to that point um hamilton just gracious in defeat i've seen a lot of that and i'll keep saying it's very easy to be gracious in defeat when you've already won seven world titles it just it just has to be easier so i'm uh, i'm not fooled by you lewis i'm not fooled <laughs> yeah i reckon he copped some shit so he he He's been copying some shit for being an arrogant prick for the last couple of seasons, rightly so, probably because of his seven championships. But 
If I got, I robbed, think he was letting everyone else do the talking this time around. If I got robbed that blatantly, I would have something to say about. It. I don't care how many fucking titles I've won. Well, I think he's just going to come back and have something to say about it next year and just to try and stamp his authority. Anyway, probably too long talking about it. Formula One. <laughs> what was your number three, Walt? I was, uh, I was hoping you'd go for longer, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, number three was uh, was the NBA. I just wrote down Bucks, Giannis. We sort of touched on it. You know, absolute legacy-defining stuff. Um, also of interest in the, the season was obviously the the end of the process. Uh, probably should just be be mentioned. It was probably the darkest day <laughs> or series of a Philly supporter ever. Um, probably by a fair way, too. Um, it's almost I, like they're in biggest sporting controversies for the year. The old Ben Simmons saga for the last yeah. fucking eight, eight months. Him and obviously Kyrie and, and you know, but what, what they're both doing. But the shit he copped after that fucking capitulation in the finals uh, or the playoffs. Just ridiculous. It was probably like over what he deserved, but it was, yeah. he was still pretty bad. But yeah, so yeah, we've already already touched on it, but Giannis, good on you, mate. Just, yeah, the block. I'd always remember the 50 piece, but since you said the block before, like, oh my God, yeah, that, that was something else. The block so. was fucked. On the yeah. alley-oop too, like, he just yeah. jumped. You know, how did he make it back from like yeah. the free throw line to block that? The recovery was insane. I That's can me. imagine thinking I've got to open layup. Oh, you look back. Oh, Giannis is at the three-point line. I'm right. Do a layup. He <laughs> fucking swore you to the seventh row. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely massive. So in, into the final two now. Uh, I mean, there's, there's not much Olympics chat just yet, I don't think. But uh, well, we'll see where we end up. So number two. Well, to usher in that comment, Walt, uh, number two for me is basically the Tokyo Olympics and the success from the Aussies, specifically on the gold side of things. Uh, if I'm just being specific, I'm talking about the gold medal uh, winning portion of the Olympics. Uh, so we had <laughs> seven. <laughs> I see what you're getting at, but yeah. So we had 17 gold and uh, we broke the record of how many we'd won in a day. And it was almost like records were tumbling day after day. It was fucking it, it was good going when the the pool in the pool we were absolutely dominating. Um, you know the Titmus Ledecky race was unreal, and yeah, that was a Dean, Dean Boxall just absolutely losing his mind. It was extremely hilarious. Um, and then also not to mention like the sailors and the skaters and um, BMX. I'm pretty pretty sure they all had like victory laps. Already had the title sewn up and just got to waltz around and just complete the event so that's pretty huge as well so yeah, yeah. Oh, i just fucking love the olympics and it was um dark time in world sport for a while there so it was good to finally get the olympics up and going so huge. yeah it was good to good to get it yeah over the line but i guess i'll just jump in because yeah number two for me was uh ariana titmus uh just in general just pipped Emma McKeon, who now I think for maybe all of Australian Olympics has the most gold medals. She might be up to like eight or nine now. Absolute boss. But the and Dean Bo- the Dean Boxall thrust um, with the uh, <laughs> with the Japanese lady just at the back of his right shoulder, just as probably a security guard or someone who just you know ushers people to their seats, just thinking what the fuck is this bloke doing and he's absolutely lost all control of his body 
Um, <laughs> that's just, it was just unbelievable emotion. If you were sitting at home as we were in lockdown, uh, you would have watched that, the 200 meter race and then the 400 meter race by uh, Titmus, you know, at least 10, 11, 12 times. They just kept replaying it and it did get better <laughs> yeah. nearly every time. So <laughs> they did keep I, uh, replaying it. <laughs> just over and over again, beating Katie Ledecky, just massive. So that was my number two. Um, and yeah, Dean Boxall definitely, definitely the best thrust of I've seen. And um, yeah, flashbacks to me in uh, South Korea on the dance floor. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't know where you were gonna. I thought you were gonna uh, flash back to you on the Barossa there for a little bit. I don't know. With the <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that was my number number two as well. Just more specifically in the, in the pool for the girls. Yeah. Nice. Um. I mean. I may as well say my number two. Obviously, it's the uh, NBA championship, so we'll, we'll discuss that. And I think we've probably got a consensus number one. I, I, yeah, it's related to the Olympics, obviously. Vinny's just got to the whole, <laughs> oh, the, the entire Olympics <laughs> all in one go. But, <laughs> but yeah, my number one was um, the Boomers. Uh, the boys uh, yeah. bringing it home. The fucking boys. It couldn't have been anything else, Kitty, could it? <laughs> well, in our, pre, in our very lengthy pre-production meetings, I had questions around what what was going to be number one because I seemingly forgot about uh, the Boomers winning the bronze medal. But um, I mean, how could you really, with um, you know, all the fanfare and all, everything, all the all the fallout from it? I guess you call it, um, and even the kind of lead-in with you know the Ben Simmons controversy kind of extending all the way up until the until the um, until the what's it called Olympics, and you know. People say, oh, we don't need him, whatever, all that type of crap. And then Paddy Mills just kind of putting the team on his back game after game, not only just on the court, mm. but off the court as well. Just being such a good fucking role model just in general, like for all sporting Australians. I mean, yeah. you can't get much better than that in terms of a sporting moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds unanimous. Vinny, I'm assuming that was your number one because it was my number one. Ah, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, by a long way. Bronze medal. I know we won a lot of golds. I, uh, I, I did tell someone that we were doing this podcast, and they asked me, you know, oh, but that's just a bronze. How can you put it ahead of, you know, all the the golds? And it's just like, yeah, but we've never even won a medal in that event before. Uh, the the Boomers have just been building something for years. Rio was obviously very disappointing to just lose to Spain and come fourth. Come back, get it done. Paddy Mills getting just anything he wanted on the day. Like, it was just amazing. I was sitting on my couch absolutely losing the plot. Just, yeah, just really huge. And not not to mention that after the game, um, I don't really know how adoption works. I assume it's it's always parent trying to adopt kid, but I did go to Google to see whether I could adopt a dad and just to see whether Andrew Gaze would take me because, oh, my <laughs> God, he was he was giving me all kinds of emotions uh and his yeah you know, his genuine emotion after watching them them get that that medal was was everything yeah 100% uh, i'd say not not only just best moment sporting wise of 2021 but probably top 3 top 5 of of my life i reckon that mm, um yeah. that whole game like i had probably five different group chats just going off the handle like mm. how good is this? Just commenting on every play and um, yeah. And then when we won, like it, w- it was still close right to the end. Just ultimate drama of of maybe missing out again. Um, and then yeah, the emotion just poured out of Patty in the 
the post game interview and and Gazy as well. And he went for forty in a in a ten minute yeah. game in the Olympics. Fucking huge. He was oh. Oh, fucking unreal. Just one of the best games I reckon I've seen. And what about the um the video of Gazy afterwards where he just like someone opens the door and he's there. He's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking loved it so much. Oh, uh, just massive. And just to reiterate, you know, on previous statements that I make, you know, every team needs a filling man, and you get Matisse Thibel yeah. into the into the squad. Not only into the squad, they they had him benched at the start, and mm. um, Dela was given legacy minutes, and then they realised. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but that is what was happening. Yeah, and and then they decided, look, mate, Delhi, you've done everything for this squad, but we're we're trying to meddle up here. Got Matisse into the starting lineup, and it was it was all go from there. And credit to Delavadova and the way he handled that, and you know, once again, him showing his genuine emotion of how he felt after that was was huge. There was no no sultiness. Imagine if you are uh, you took big boy Ben Simmons out of the starting lineup. Uh, for the good of the team, and I don't know if it would go down the same way. So, just <laughs> absolute, absolute professional, and oh, mate, just even thinking about it now, that that was huge. I was jittery the whole day. I reckon, like genuinely shaking, and uh, yeah, fucking what a win! Yeah, I was nervous all day. I think I uh, took a a COVID scare uh, in uh, inverted commas for the day. <laughs> took, took the day off work just just to keep my colleagues safe. Um, and it just have to, happened to be good timing for the for the game on. How many um, fucking days off are you taking on key sporting <laughs> events, mate? Jesus Christ. Yeah, there could be a correlation. <laughs> Lot, lots of scares, evidently. Jesus. There, there could be some sort of correlation between uh, high-profile sporting events and my sick days this year. But um, I don't think anyone from work is listening to this. So, <laughs> What, you haven't sent a group-wide email to everyone at work saying listen to my podcast? Oh, I have, but uh, everyone's like, (laughs) (laughs) it just hasn't got much traction yet. Uh, Okay, well, look, it's good to start the year with a unanimous decision from the boys. I really thought Kitty was going to go F1 there for a bit, and I would have been a bit bit gutted. But yeah, no, Boomers Boomers touched too many hearts for it not to be not to be number one on our list. So well, earlier today, like I said, I didn't even I did not even know what I was going to put number one when I first started thinking about it. I I forgot about the boomers. I, I'm I'm losing my mind. I think I think I'm losing my memory. My I can't talk properly. I got COVID. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this might this might be documented as like a, you know a medical journal one day of a man slowly losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but at least now we have official audio to tell your story, mate. Exactly. So, you exactly. know. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, no one will ever be able to take your chair. You know, if if, if you know, you're, you're always a part of this podcast forever. Um, oh, thanks, Walt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I might tear up. Legacy, legacy lives <laughs> on. Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Season two, the boys are back on, back with lists. We'll probably come back with a uh, a bit of a review on how the NBA season is going, and we'll. we'll you know, follow to see whether Vinny's got himself a 10-day contract because fucking hell, everyone else seems to go on. <laughs> Good to see you again, boys. Uh, you know, hopefully we're all in better health uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, until then, welcome back. All right. Thanks, boys. Great, Lise.